Welcome to Bolts and Bats in the Bay, a podcast brought to you by FL Teams. FLTeams.com is a top Florida sports source dedicated to providing in-depth analysis and coverage for all Florida sports, including college and professional sports teams. Remember to go to FLTeams.com. This week they've got a lot of NFL draft coverage on there for your Florida teams. Hi, everyone. I'm your host, Jeff McAlino. We're going to give you a quick run through the week that was and the week ahead for your Tampa Bay Lightning and Tampa Bay Rays. The Lightning are getting ready. They officially clinched a spot in the playoffs, and the Lightning are looking, as of this week, like they are very ready to proceed. Uh, Nice week for the Lightning. The defense really transformed into that playoff-type defense you want to see. Uh, And the Lightning are on a hot streak. They are 5-0-1 in their last six. Just to run through this week's games, a fun one Tuesday. They defeated uh, the Chicago Blackhawks 7-4. Just uh, obviously a lot of scoring for the Lightning (laughs) in in that one. A pretty easy victory. They had that one sealed up uh, pretty much pretty early into the second period in that one. Very nice to see the game Thursday against the Dallas Stars. They took that game 3 to nothing. Uh, Palat scored in the first, which was all that they'd need. They did get a, a shorthanded goal by Coleman on a penalty shot, and Braden Point added in the final goal, 3 nothing. For the Lightning in that game, Vasilevsky only faced 20 shots. Uh, Tough one Saturday at Detroit. The Lightning completely outplayed the Red Wings throughout the entire game and just couldn't get one in the net. Uh, They did get one that got overturned on a replay review that I didn't personally agree with, nor did John Cooper. McElhaney started that game in net, only had to make 15 saves in regulation, uh, but the Lightning did lose this one in a shootout, uh, so t- technically a one nothing loss to the Red Wings Saturday. Sunday, back-to-back game, uh, and Vasilevsky didn't start either, and Cooper made it clear there was no injury, he is just getting some rest, which... Go ahead and get the rest now before the playoffs. Christopher Gibson started this game uh, and played very nicely. Uh, Made 22 out of 23 saves. Uh, Blake Coleman scored in the first. Sergachev scored in the second. And uh, the Lightning hold on to win that game 2-1. The defense this week for the Lightning really, and, and even I would say the end of last week, really is starting to look like a team ready and knows what they need to do for the postseason. I think the Lightning are going to make another deep run. So let's look at the Central Division standings, and then we'll talk about the remaining four games for the Lightning. Uh, Carolina has five games remaining, and they sit atop the Central Division with 75 points. The Lightning currently in second with 73. They are tied with the Panthers. Florida Panthers have played a game more than the Lightning, so the Lightning have the edge there. Uh, And then there's a wide gap of 15 points 
uh, between the Panthers and the Nashville Predators, uh, who have remained above the Dallas Stars uh, by three points, and the Stars only have one game in hand at this point. So Nashville looks like they might be able to hold Dallas off here. Uh, a lot of that's going to depend on what happens with the Lightning's next couple games, because Wednesday is their next game, and Friday uh, they are home against the Dallas Stars. So uh, some fans in Nashville probably pulling pretty hard for the Lightning uh, in the final four games, and uh, fans of the Lightning pulling for Nashville, because looking at Carolina's schedule, they have three straight home games against the Chicago Blackhawks. Their final two games come Saturday, May 8th, and Monday, May 10th against uh, at the Nashville Predators. So the Lightning, hoping the Predators can take a couple games <laughs> at the end of the season. I think this one will come down to the wire. Um, the last two games for the Lightning, uh, both at the Florida Panthers on Saturday the 8th and Monday the 10th. So everything will be settled uh, on uh, that Monday, May 10th. We'll know the seedings for the Central Division, who will be facing who. Uh, you know, they were talking on the national broadcast today on NBC how this is going to be, no matter who gets the, the one, two, and three seed, the two and the three seed is going to be, you know, one very good team is going to be eliminated in the first round, uh, be it the Hurricanes, the Lightning, or the Panthers. Uh, my money would on the Lightning with the experience uh, of last season and the way their defense has been playing, uh, having the upper hand over the other two. But as hot as the Lightning are, their last 10, they're 7-2-1. Well, the Florida Panthers are also 7-2-1. And, and the Carolina Hurricanes, 7-0-3. Oh, so all three of those teams are very hot. Uh, Nashville and Dallas, whoever takes that four spot, they're both they have both been six three and one over their last ten, so both relatively in good shape as well going in. It's not that the number one seed's going to have a uh, bye series or anything like that. So we can talk more about the stats when the season is over, which hopefully is still several series away for the Tampa Bay Lightning. But things are looking up. And looking good heading into the postseason. There hasn't been an uh, update as far as Steven Stamkos. Uh, and when he might return, he is eligible to return at this point uh, from his latest injury. Nikita Kucherov is likely closer to the end of May before he will be returning. Per the last report. So he will most likely miss at least part of the playoffs from uh, from the reports. You know, hockey's very uh, cagey as far as the information you get. But uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they're without Kucherov. I think that's likely for the first series at, at the very least, and uh, very possibly without Stamkos. Again, the way they're playing right now, they might be able to get through a series or two without those two guys, but hopefully one, if not both, of those uh, big-time offensive stars for the Lightning see their way back to the lineup very soon because this team at full strength is that much better. So we'll switch gears and go over to the Tampa Bay Rays, who had a rocky week, to say uh, maybe say it politely. <laughs> the uh, 
Rays were struggling on offense at the end of last week, uh, you know, as I talked about. Uh, that continued throughout the entire week. Uh, they Monday dropped a game 2-1 to Oakland. They took the next couple games against Oakland. They won 4-3 on Tuesday, 2-0 on Wednesday, and dropped the Thursday finale 3-2. So they split the series against Oakland uh, and then dropped the first two to Houston 9-2. 3-1 on Saturday, and they did pull out the Sunday matinee with a 5-4 victory. Those five runs were the most they scored the whole week. Just not uh, not enough on the offensive side uh, for the Rays. Sadly, the pitching, aside from Friday's 9-2 loss, the, the pitching really took a step forward, I would say, this week. Uh, other than Yarborough, ha- that Friday start against Houston was a little shaky. Aside from that, the starters all did very nicely. Uh, Shane McClanahan made his Major League regular season debut, which is always a fun side note since he did pitch in the postseason last year. Uh, Glass now pitched another brilliant outing. Uh, he was the starter on the in the game that the Rays won 2-0. But again, the thing is, this offense needs to get going. If they do not get going soon, it's going to be hard to see the Rays competing, not only to repeat as American League champions, but to even make the postseason at all. The pitching looks like it's getting there. They're piecing things together. The offense really needs to figure things out. They were abysmal this week with runners in scoring position. And frankly, in almost every other situation at the plate, they just have not been producing. Right now, after Sunday's game, there is only one player who doesn't even qualify for uh, you know league-leading statistics, but there is only one player with an OPS of 800 or higher, and that is the tied-for-team lead in home runs, Mike Zanino, who has hit five home runs in just 54 at-bats. He's hitting 204, but his OPS is... Uh, 802. Uh, Joey Wendell has slipped down. He had a, a pretty rough week at the plate. He slipped down to 794 in OPS. Uh, that's not good when when you have one player over that mark, even including non-qualifying hitters. That all being said, looking at the standings, the Rays uh, going into Sunday were in last place, but they are now back into fourth place in the AL East. Silver lining is they're still only three games behind the Boston Red Sox. Uh, They're a game and a half behind Toronto. They're a half game behind the 500 New York Yankees. And they're now a half game above the Baltimore Orioles. The Rays are at 14 and 15. It is still very early into the season. It's just concerning. you know, it doesn't look like the pitching staff, even as they get things together, is going to be dominant. I mean, they are 10th out of 15 teams in the AL in uh, ERA at this point, which I believe is an improvement over last week's ranking. Uh, but offensively, they, they're they not getting it done. They're 11th in batting average, 10th in on-base percentage, 13th in slugging percentage, and 11th in OPS. Uh, they're not 
they're just not doing enough at the plate to compete you know for what they want which is a championship uh it's really not worth singling out any hitter because they basically are all slumping right now (laughs) and uh you know austin meadows hit a big three-run home run uh in sunday's game which was huge his fifth of the season uh you know, he's he looks at times he's showing flashes like he might be on the cusp. He is still just hitting two fifteen though. He's not where the Rays kind of want him to be. Brandon Lau also starting to show signs. He's only hitting two hundred with a six seventy eight OPS. Yandy Diaz, uh, he's walked eighteen times. He's got a three eighty one on base percentage, which is great. He's also got a two seventy one slugging percentage, which is terrible. It's <laughs> just terrible. So the the Rays need to figure something out. I, I mean, I, I've na- I just named three guys who are much better than what they are producing right now. And that's not mentioning guys who are maybe slightly below what you hope for. A Rosarena is doing okay. He is a rookie. Uh, so give him a little more rope. But you know, Willie Adamas continues to be very disappointing uh, from what expectations I had for him. So the Rays need to figure it out at the plate, uh, and uh, you know, we'll 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 see if they can. Uh, they're week ahead of them. They're going to be traveling cross country to face the Los Angeles Angels and old buddy Joe Madden. For a four-game series, Monday through Thursday. And then they stay out west Friday through Sunday. They are at Oakland. Uh, following that, they come back home and face the Yankees Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Uh, they get a day off between Sunday's game at Oakland and uh, traveling back across country. Uh, so a lot of late-night games for us East Coast listeners. Uh, and podcasters, <laughs> so uh, might be watching uh, a little more highlights or uh, drinking a lot more coffee the day after the games uh, this week. So that will do it for this week's episode of Bolts and Bats in the Bay. As always, feel free to hit me up on Twitter at Saint Mac, and please follow FL Teams on Twitter at FL Teams. Subscribe to the FL Teams podcasts and their YouTube channel and go to flteams.com to stay updated on all your Florida sports news and coverage. Peace.